I took a pretty solid nap earlier. Okay. So yeah. I knew, I knew I'd be around. Is this the new Alex? Is this like uh, like like what what other like habits are we are you having here for your new year? Like like is it like hot girl summer? Like what what's what's going on? I've def- I've taken two naps in the last week, and that's like <laughs> a, a large increase in naps right there. That's like uh, yeah, some yeah. Crazy shit. Have you seen your plus minus game like go up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fucking. I'm like that dude on the Hornets, like uh, most improved candidate, right? Yeah, I'm the Devontae Graham of taking naps. <laughs> Man, I've been, uh, I, I got I got right now, I'm drinking this like mushroom hot chocolate, right? Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to be the, um, oh boy, you had Devontae Graham all, all, all keyed up there, I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm I'm, tr- I'm I'm a Pascal Siakam type type uh, type of guy right now. I feel okay. okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tasty. Yeah. You know, just un. You know, he, he was undrafted, right? And yeah, uh, you know, yeah. p- pick him up. But uh, he, he's he's surprising. He's surprising a lot of people. And then you know, you go to the finals with him, and he's your second leading scorer. You know, on a championship so. team. So you're the Pascal Siakam of like uh, hot mushroom-based beverages. Is that, is that what we're getting at? Oh yeah, that's a that's that's the that's the easiest analogy we've ever made <laughs> or metaphor. I feel like that's kind of a thing that's uh, coming up right now. Is uh, I was just someone was just telling me about like mushroom coffee the yeah. other day. I've been drinking that too. Yeah, I'm sure you have, Pascal. <laughs> uh, get all these mushrooms. Get my brain, <laughs> get my brain right, son. Quit it. Oh, fuck. Damn it, damn it. Damn it, oh, what sorry. is my name? Oh, <laughs> shit. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I, I said, um, ah, oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Two Free Ballin' Boys. <laughs> my name is John. Hey, yo, what's up? It's oh, Alex. come on. You can't just exhale and sound 10 times cooler <laughs> than me, you motherfucker. That was awesome. I'm like my my name is John. You're like, it's fucking Alex. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Oh, uh, it was bad timing. No, it was great timing. It worked out really well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm all like high um, strung over here with this mushroom hot chocolate, and you're yeah. all yeah. You're just uh, bro, just chill. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm drinking a glass of water. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Get fucked up on this water. <laughs> <laughs> I I hope that that shit's ice cold and you're getting hydrated as fuck. One little interesting thing that uh, I wanted to talk about that happened tonight on this special late night steamy edition. 
<laughs> of the Free Ballers podcast is Yo, um, get y'all mushroom hot chocolate ready. He's about to drop it. Yeah, for real. Get your fucking kombucha ready. Um. So, like, yeah, Philly. Philly has been going through some problems, man. Like, uh, they got smashed by the Heat and the Celtics, like, in the same week, like, within smashed. days. Smashed. Um, They're getting smashed by just any, anybody. Like, just everybody and their grandmas is beating the the Sixers, except not at home. But, yeah. I think the um, magic took them out. Actually, the magic actually whooped them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. Um, so, well, uh, what else have you heard? I mean, beyond the fact that they've been like not playing well, like there's more to it. And have you heard about like there's like locker room drama now? And like, like even Al Horford, like, like literally came out and was like, "Yeah, we got some shit going on in the locker room." Yeah, yeah, he's like, "I'm, uh, I'm not going to talk about it though, or whatever." But yeah. yeah, there's there's clearly stuff going on. And then, uh, so in their most recent game, the f- home fans were booing them, mm. and uh, they fucking booed Embiid a little bit, mm. and he ended up playing really well. And at a key moment, As he does. yeah, he's he's awesome. He's and like, um, in a key moment of the game, he hits a jumper. And he kind of like shushes the crowd, uh, the home crowud because they were like booing. Mm. Um, you should never have to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's an awkward situation to be in. I mean, there are other, there are more, um, there are teams with a with a not such a big profile as the Sixers that you know lose pretty consistently. And their fans don't show up and just boo the shit out of them. Yeah, for real. The the Thunder could show up with just a hope and a prayer. And the whole fucking crowd is on. They don't sit down until they score and shit. It's It's a great group of fans in Oklahoma City. I'm glad you said that, actually. That's a great group of fans. Like As much as I really want Seattle to have a team again, I kind of want Oklahoma City to stay there as well. Yeah, definitely. they've They've proven that they deserve the team. Um, so anyways, and this happens and then Embiid makes a post on Instagram. Yes. And he, the caption was, uh, you either die a hero or live, live long enough to see yourself become the villain from which is the dark from fucking, yeah, from Batman. Right. And, um, so here's, so here's what we got going on here. Um, uh, Jimmy Butler had posted a photo of himself very similarly um, right before he requested a trade from Minnesota with the same caption. Right. So that's like, you know, Melton still oh. beams level, you know, I <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but so let's just put that aside for, put that aside for a minute. Put and then, that. yeah. So, uh, Embiid makes this IG post, then mm. Jimmy Butler comments on the post and he says, Uh, I know a place where villains are welcome, mm-hmm. and then it's like, Oh, and fucking <laughs> Embiid responded and said, Damn right, my brother. So now 
we have what appears to be <laughs> like a little teasing and hinting of uh, basically Jimmy Butler trying to get Embiid to come to the Miami Heat, you know, force it, force a trade to the Miami Heat. And uh, enough because of the way that Embiid uh played with that on on instagram like he there are sixers fans tonight you know feeling a little uneasy about the whole thing like oh shit i mean he's their best player right now right yeah i'm pretty much uh the only the only thing that uh that goes against that a little bit would be that uh when he was hurt most recently they were winning and they were looking really good by with just Simmons, like running everything through him. So, uh, I, you know, regardless of who the best one is, it's pretty, it's starting to become clear that that's not the greatest duo. Like they're, that they might not fit well together, like him and Simmons. And individually, they're awesome. But like, how deep do you think that goes? Are they like arguing and hating on each other, or is it just like they just their games just don't fit well together? Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Um, you know, going back to what you were saying about uh, some of the statements made, like to the media and everything, with like Horford and a lot of dudes on the team have said kind of cryptic hints that like something's going on. Um, you know, we don't we don't know, but like it it could very well go deep because uh, like Embiid was on inside the NBA and pretty much I'm pretty sure he straight up said that, like, uh, if if Ben doesn't feel comfortable shooting threes, that he'll he'll, he'll shoot them, that uh, that's fine. And that's like, uh, you know, when you have an issue like that and now it's spilling out into the media, like that's never good. You know, even if even if that was a playful joke, uh, that's not good. And also the the fact that their coach has basically demanded that he shoot at least one three a game. And he's not and, doing and it. Ben Simmons has not shot. I don't even think he's attempted one since that happened. Um, things like that point towards. Uh, yeah, that maybe it could it could be a deeper thing to where like uh you know, maybe those two guys don't get along quite so much and it could stem from their differences on the court. But I don't know. As far as we know, I, I haven't seen anything to like actually prove that, but I haven't seen anything to not prove it. <laughs> this is a uh, very personal like Celtics and Sixers fans are notoriously getting into arguments on Twitter. Right. And so this is kind of awesome because this reminds me of last year's Celtics a little bit except less is leaking out right like yeah. last year celtics obviously were supposed to be really good we're supposed to perform like number one in the east and they underperformed you know pretty badly right and turns out there was some like locker room shit with Kyrie irving and all that all that nonsense so that's this that's what the phillies what that's what the 76ers are now with yeah. horford on the team which is kind of interesting because i thought he was supposed to go there to be like the calming presence the mature elder statesman you know the guy who you know who can shoulder a, a little bit of the load off of Embiid when Embiid needs a rest but he can also is a guiding presence to all the young players and stuff there I mean you know he's been he's had deep runs in the playoffs with the with the Celtics and the Hawks and he can you know he can he can just his ability to pass and you know shoot threes he can do things a lot of centers can't do and he was supposed to really 
lift them out of the sort of the uh, lift them out of being like being like the middle of the east you know what i mean like that four yeah. five spot put them up into like where the bucks and the raptors are now and um yeah clearly not happening and i don't know i i mean i guess we'll find out shoot i know when season's over uh you know and you know somebody will come out and be like uh it was this uh it was the coach we weren't getting along with him yeah uh, yeah you know what i mean and we'll just find out what wh- whatever it was but this whole thing the, the instagram post you're talking about uh man if uh if jimmy butler's trying to get mb to join him in miami i know you're obviously excited about that um but damn yeah, yeah, like uh so so shifting gears there, like um Jimmy Butler, uh he has like a reputation, you know, of of kind of being a dick, you Troublemaker. know. Troublemaker. Yeah, especially when you look at um the the ridiculous way he forced himself out of Minnesota. Yes. With uh, the whole practice and the third stringers and then be talking to Rachel Nichols like the same day and um just really making it a nightmare for them because they didn't, you know, trade him fast enough or or maybe they didn't want to trade him, you know. I mean, he never and wanted he, to be there. Yeah, and like he had to uh you know, he had to do that stuff, I guess, to get to fucking get himself out of there. But anyways, you know, that certainly didn't help his reputation. And then, uh, you know, then he goes to a team like Philly and they do really well. They take the eventual NBA champions to literally like the final shot, like in a seven game series of over seven games fully. Yeah. Like, um, I would say that's pretty good. Um, but yet then they decide not to keep him, you know? Um, so that doesn't, that looks weird too. And still to this day, we don't really have all the facts about how that went down. Uh, Jimmy has alluded to there being more there than just like a simple, like, I want to go to Miami, you know? Um, but he hasn't actually said what that is. And he's kind of said like, you know, maybe one day the truth will come out, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, when you look at his reputation, uh, there's one thing, though, that you can't really deny. And it's that uh, if if he is an asshole or like a, a locker room issue or something, right? I mean, um, self-proclaimed, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If so, you know, if if that is true, you know what I mean? Then uh, but you also have to you can't ignore that uh, he wins, though. Because yes, uh, yes, he does. Yeah. Because if you look at what happened to each of the teams that he left following his departures, they're all fucked. You could even make the case for. Um, I heard somebody recently mention make an argument for uh, for Minnesota and how like they've been even they weren't that great of a team anyways, but they've kind of been worse. E- since he left too. oh yeah yeah oh, yeah i mean shit towns i think just won for the first time since like thanksgiving yeah like and, uh, and, and the thing is like when a lot of people were um like on his side with the whole you know minnesota issue that was going on with jimmy butler they were on carl anthony town's side 
Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are like, actually, but a lot of people are starting to come around like, wait a minute. Uh, Jimmy Butler was doing everything he could for that team because he's an amazing player that can do yeah. that. He, and, and they went to the playoffs for the yeah. for the only time, like since probably since like fucking Kevin Garnett. So now people are kind of turning on Carl uh, Anthony Towns a little bit, which I yeah. think is a, a little premature because he's still a great player. But um yeah, he's young too. Still, he's young. Yeah, so that that that's part of it. But um, he, I mean, he's an awesome player. But there is a people like uh, they're like, wait a minute. I think the whole problem this whole time was just the fact that Minnesota has a losing culture. You know, they're just not that great of a team. And so Jimmy Butler was they should have done whatever they could to keep him there because he you know dragged them into the damn playoffs. So yeah, like maybe he was right. You know, and that yeah. like uh, they. They, they weren't working hard enough and he was pissed about that. And now of course Wiggins is out, you know. Wiggins is a a warrior now. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Which just helps them out for the for basically for until Steph decides to retire, right? So but, Yeah. Yeah. Going into that shit, that I wasn't even trying to get into that mind as well. Yeah, we started um, a little tangent there. The, I mean. the T-Wolves uh the T-Wolves definitely did that because uh Towns has been talking about like wanting to play with Russell for a long time now. And they're like super good friends. I think they're represented by the same agent. That I wasn't aware of actually. Okay. Yeah. Over the summer, uh, I think it's like them two and um, what's his name in Phoenix. uh, D book. Booker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're all represented by the same agent and they want to play together. And uh, all right. Little, you know, whether or not that happens, who knows? But, uh, you know, Minnesota, and even after they signed him, they were like kind of acting like, uh, you know, this is something they were trying to do for a long time. And oh. clearly, clearly, it's like it was to make towns happy because they run the risk of, uh, just like every other good player they've had, you know. Um, they run Losing the him to a better team. Yeah, if that yeah. Play, if, what if Towns is like, man, fuck this, and he wants to leave? There's um, always been Boston Celtics rumors out there with him. They're, yeah, they're very, very mild, but I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to Jimmy, like the, every you know, he left Chicago, and they've been in disarray like ever since. Like yep. uh, he left Minnesota after taking them to the playoffs, which they weren't there without him. He brings them there, then they he leaves there. They haven't been back. Like they're they're I thought they would even be better this year and they're not. We'll see what Russell can add to it, but it's not looking good. No. Um and then, you know, uh Philly, they were looking solid, and now without him, they don't look that good this season, you know. No. Um so that that's kind of interesting. It's it's weird because, you know, I mean, he, he calls himself the villain and, and, and a lot of people see him that way. But I'll be damned if like adding him to your team doesn't really fucking help your team. You know what I mean? So um, it's true. He's a dick. But man, he he gives a shit about what he does on the court. So it's kind of true. You, you sort of hate to like him, I guess, is what he is. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, as a Heat fan, uh, I never I never like was a Jimmy Butler fan or anything. But I also like never I never like hated him because it was pretty apparent that like the dude, you know, he was like the 40th pick or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like he grinded his way to like where he got to. Which a um, lot of respect always. Yeah. Yeah. Like and that. yeah. 
And I think that might be part of why he is the way that he is. So, like, you put him on a team with somebody like Towns or, like, Simmons, these guys who are, like, top three picks, like, number one picks and shit, and uh, almost everything they've gotten uh, in the NBA, at least, was pretty much set up from the jump. Talent. They they have natural talent. Meanwhile, he had to sort of work for what he has. Yeah, he had to, like, earn playing time, things like that. That that they those guys have never had to really deal with, sure. so that that might affect the way he, uh, the way he is too. You know, he might not get along with somebody who like uh, is not staying late at practice just to get the coach to notice to get like a couple more minutes in the game. You know, um, mm. if if somebody is just uh, uh, given those things, he might respect them less. Is uh, Something that I've heard a little bit. But, um, yeah, since he's come to the Heat, uh, I've noticed some things about him that I never knew because it's not like I'm just watching Jimmy Butler every night. Sure. Um, He's a much better facilitator than I realized. And uh, the way that Spo has used him this season has resulted in him averaging more assists, a career high in assists, basically. Really? Yeah, he's essentially the point guard most of the time like that he's playing. Um, But the other thing I didn't realize about him is just his overall game. Like and uh, the way he plays is so purely like to win. Um, Like there's there's times where you wish that he would uh, be more of a dick and like be more selfish and stuff. But like... uh, he just kind of does whatever. Like, if anything, I think he would actually prefer to not be like the main scorer, you know? Um, he just, he's just an all around dude. Like, he's actually shot the ball like alarmingly poorly this season, but he's getting to the line at a career high. So that's like offset that. Um, but then he plays with such high energy on defense. And uh, like, he could have a night where he scores five points. But he'll he'll still be like the most valuable player. Like yeah, the, and like course. plus minus, you mean like like just, just oh yeah, effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't no, realize I, that about him. I thought he was. I thought he came to the Heat because he wanted to like just chuck up a million shots and shit. You know. Oh really? But, but um, yeah. I didn't realize that. Like he, I just didn't realize the the way he played was so like team friendly, like. If I was a guy like Embiid or if, or and uh, another free agent out to be out there, or he's not a free agent to be, but if he gets disgruntled, then you got like a trade scenario there. But if I was a guy like that, he's a dude that if I really paid attention to the actual basketball, I would be like, oh, shit, I could play with this dude, you know? Yeah. In a vacuum, he's just a guy you want on your team, plain and simple. Like, like, yeah. You, you want him to be on your team no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, the verdict is still out on whether he is or is not like locker room cancer. Like he doesn't just like go in, destroy a team's chemistry, and then even though they're winning, destroy their chemistry and then just get the fuck out of there after pissing off everybody. Things are going well now. So it's like we can't just judge him off that. Like we'll have to see what happens. Uh, you know, what if what if they I mean, they most certainly will like fall short in the playoffs. And then, you know, how does he how does he take that and things? Uh, and just with time, but he certainly hasn't done anything to 
to further fuck up his reputation. If anything, he's he's fucking boosting it a lot right now with uh, what he's been doing. Jumping off of what you said about um, them falling short in the playoffs coming up here, um, I'm not going to get into the into like the the, the the prediction game here, but like I saw somebody um, say that their prediction is that one of the Eastern Conference teams that makes the playoffs this year is going to unexpectedly just fall flat on their face. And I think I was logged in to Twitter as us as the Free Ballers podcast. Yeah. And I said, I answered to this person. I didn't get an answer back, but it's fine. But I said to this person, hot take, it's probably going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, I saw that. I have a feeling like the record, I'm looking at it right now, like standings, you know, are crazy. 46 and seven, uh, just an amazing, amazing win percent. And that's the best the Bucks have been in a long time. Uh, they're right now, they right now have won five in a row. Um, Toronto Raptors are the hottest team in the league, and they're second behind the Bucks right now. Um, they're really, really, they really, really look fucking good. But yes. I, I have this something. I don't know what it is. I can see them just like coming up against some team that just outplays them in the playoffs. I don't know who. I mean, you know, if if the playoffs started today, they're playing the Magic, and I feel like they got that one pretty easily. So if if it's anything, it's it's they could fall. They could just unexpectedly hit some weird snag and just go out in second round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, they haven't, you know, lose losing to uh, Toronto the way they did in the finals, the East finals last year. Huge. Um, you know, that series was nowhere near as good as the Philly Toronto series that went seven games. Agreed. You know? Um, so that was kind of like um a little bit like what you're saying. And so even though, you know, like for if the Heat went to the East Finals this year and lost, I would be I would be like, hell yeah. yeah <laughs> like uh, static. Yeah. yeah, like we did that shit. But I mean, for them they're fourth right now. Like they'd have yeah. to play they, I mean I mean I'm just going hypothetical off of what it looks like now. If the Heat were to make the Eastern Conference Finals, that means they're beating Philadelphia, which they could do, which after all the shit talking we did about Philadelphia, right? And then four and five plays the winner of the one and eight. So that means they'd have to beat the Bucks. So hypothetically, I mean, I predict the Bucks could lose in the second round. You know, super hot take, right? Yeah. And you think and you just said you'd be super ecstatic if the Heat made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, I mean, I'm saying Heat beat Bucks. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I just you know, it's it's out there. Yeah. It's in the universe, right? So yeah, I think like uh, just the fact that they've had they haven't had a strong performance yet. 
Like uh, we haven't seen them make it to the finals and like that East finals last year, they didn't look, you know what I mean? Kawhi kind of just played with them and, uh, and w- went to the finals. So it was, it was kind of intimidating. Like though, I mean like, well, not intimidating. I, I, what I mean to say is Giannis is like an intimidating guy. Like I feel like at, on any given night, he can just drag the bucks to beat any damn team in the league, which is kind of what's happening now. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, but Kawhi made him look like a bitch. It's in true. The, in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, he's just made him like he's just kind of made so, everyone forget about him and just pay did, attention yeah. to Kawhi. <laughs> he, made, he made him look mortal. I guess is what it is. Yeah. So I think because of that, um, it still feels that way. You know, like like you can't count on them. Um, but also because of that, I would be wary of counting them out because. Uh, I feel like you, you those types of experiences are what propel you yep. to move past that the next time you have the chance. And um, you know, that probably sucked. So like uh, you know, I, I bet they're gonna take this this more seriously than than they did last year. Sure. They took it pretty damn seriously last year too. You you almost have to just by default, right? Like you have to be like, listen, like we've made it this far before. Um like 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 they're gonna be giving that same speech after every like first round win, right? Like when they're whooping up the magic by who knows by how many points, right? You know, but listen, we got to get one game at a time. You know, it's just the first round. You know, we're just trying to get to the second round. You know, and then the second round when they're, you know, no offense, probably whooping up the heat. They're going to be like, yeah, hey, listen, we got to get, get one game at a time. You know, we're just trying to get just get through the second round. And then, you know, and then that's that's how that's what every coach, you know, like, listen, focus one game at a time. That's the best coaching advice like ever. It's simple. And it's correct, right? It's the way you coach. Take it one game at a time. Just win this one. Then on to the next one, you know. Um, you know, focus on yeah. the team. My, you're, yeah. my girl's like, when are we going to get married? It's like, well, you know what I'm saying? We're just going to take it one day at a time. <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to be the best that we can be today. You know, you know, you're going to go out there each day, give it 110%, you know, just gotta, just <laughs> <laughs> those like standard, just like those <laughs> lines that they just say over and over. But, um, yeah, but I mean, that's, you'll probably hear a lot of that shit and, but they could still, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, it's weird how this, I always thought it was weird that the Celtics beat them in game one and then, and, and it made them look like, I was like, I was like, damn, man, the Celtics can pull off this like upset. But then the Bucks just like manhandled them in the next like four games. And I was like, well, what the fuck was that? That was, in my opinion, yeah. Kyrie, Kyrie not showing up, to be honest, because he, he knew he was going to leave anyways. Um, but, but, and it's also because Milwaukee was just a better team. So, um, but it's kind of interesting how uh, they can be made to look mortal sometimes, and you do that enough. You do that enough times to them, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got a playoff. Uh, you've you won a playoff series against them, and they like you know actually. But you know what? After all this talk that we just did, they just picked up Marvin Williams, and it's like yeah, the buyout market. Yeah, that's, that's fucking huge. I know, and they uh, they also have the highest point differential. Yes. which in the whole NBA, like, and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they're at 12.1. And number two is actually Boston at 7.9. Yes. Um, I mean, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'll let you say it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with the Lakers close behind at 7.2. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the Raptors are right there. Might as well mention them because they're at six point four, but that shit's probably gonna go up because they're fucking kicking ass right now. I they're uh, I mean this isn't a fluke anymore with them. I mean they're you. I've I've heard um, a lot of interesting talk about like people need to really start talking about Nick Nurse as an elite coach. Yeah, that's true. This is to you know he's he's blessed with a with the depth of that roster but to lose a guy like Kawhi and yes. to basically just fucking just shrug it off and keep doing exactly what you were doing before um yeah he's got to be doing something sort, cool yeah it's sort of unprecedented like you know when the bulls um lost like just as an example i'm trying to find something from like my time period when the bulls yeah. lost jordan for those 2 years they were still good they weren't like elite level good. They weren't winning like 15 games in a row with, you know, just Scottie Pippen and, and Horace Grant. Like this is like, th- this is something a little bit different. Like they won the championship last year, lost a top five player in the league to another team. Like yeah, shit, top one, it's some, you, you know, depending yeah, on which way the wind yeah, blows. I, I'd almost say, yeah, top two or top three, if you want yeah, to go top with that. Two high. and a half or some shit. <laughs> he's like the top zero player. I mean, he's one percent, one percent of players <laughs> in the league could get you there. And it's probably, I don't know. Like what is one percent of like 420 something? I don't <laughs> Kawhi, know. Kawhi Leonard paid zero dollars in taxes last year. <laughs> well, all working middle-class families pay more in taxes <laughs> than Kawhi Leonard. And he's in the top one percent. <laughs> this is <laughs> A mean hook shot, Mr. Kawhi. <laughs> but you're going to have to pay some tax. <laughs> oh, Bernie. Go get him, Bernie. But anyways, yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, no. They're losing, like a, like, a top three player in the league. And Nick Nurse is like, listen, we still got a lot of fucking talent here. Um, Seattle is maybe – or uh, uh, excuse me, Siakam is probably even better. <laughs> Wait. Seattle. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. But yeah. <laughs> See, um is actually may even be better than last year. I think he's improved a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, it's Cause true. Because he's now their best player, essentially, right? Yeah, so. we basically need a most improved, most improved player award. Ooh, that's another award. I, I'm, yeah. uh, wow. We'll have a an guy, award for a guy who improved, but then we have another award for a guy who's improved on his improved. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, Luca, Luca's one of them. Ooh, I mean, that's good. Well, uh, okay, yeah, okay, all right. I see what you're saying. Because he, uh, I mean, he not he. He was only a rookie, but still, like, he was so fucking good already that it's right. almost unfathomable to imagine, like that. Like, oh shit, you could be better than what you yeah. all were. Like, what? Now he's putting up numbers that like with, and they're comparing him to like, you know, some of the greats, you know, like you're, you're like some of his, his numbers, like the little streaks he puts up and, you know, are like Jordan LeBron level. And you're like, oh, okay, damn, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody was, uh, somebody uh, speaking of Lucas, I guess for transitioning to that, um, he, uh, they were showing him, I don't know if I was talking to you about this, but they were showing him in like a, like a scrimmage game, right? Recently. Uh, just some like footage of him playing and somebody commented on it saying he is not quick, right? Like he doesn't have speed or quickness on his side. When you watch him, he actually moves just slowly and methodically, right? Like he just has this weird, like, you know, he he can change speeds if he has to, but he's not necessarily, he's he doesn't have that like Kyrie Irving thing where he's going to, 
just dribble the hell out of the ball and just go right the fuck around you. It's same with like someone like James Harden. Um, yeah, yeah. He moves slowly, methodically. He has he he's tricky. Um, he just does things with his body that and gets around you somehow. And you're like, damn, uh, how did this guy fucking just do that just now? You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that, that's some in-depth analysis for you about oh, yeah. Luka, Luka Doncic's yeah. game. And he's not quick. He's thick. <laughs> I heard it here first. Uh, with all the C's. <laughs> Fuck it, man. They're seventh in the West. I mean, that's uh, that's. I mean, I I think we started the season predicting them as being eighth if they're lucky. And uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better than we thought for them. That's for sure. I thought it would uh, take. Well, I mean. It's just Luca, man. Like he's just yeah. so damn good. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's insane. And he was already that good. So we're like, oh man, they're gonna be good, but not like this. Like uh, they're they're ahead of schedule. So he's willing them to victories. Like playoffs start today. They play the Nuggets, and I could almost see an upset happening. Yeah, I don't want to play a team. He could. It could just be Luca and random dudes off the streets. Like once it's in the playoffs, like oh man, I'd be terrible to play this man oh yeah because uh, he just wins he just he's really good like plus i feel like they kind of have kp like in their back pocket like ready to go if like luca decides to like shit the bed or something which won't yeah. happen but yeah so it's true um yeah they got they definitely have fun times ahead i don't i don't think this is their year but no. like I like I was saying with with Milwaukee, like uh, you know maybe we'll see Luca go through uh, you know the agony of of playoff defeat, um, and then you know sometimes that's what you need to fucking uh, to make sure that you never feel that again. Yeah, uh, that that and you know Mark Cuban maybe put some pieces around him, better pieces, you know, whatever, build out a big three there of some kind, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we'll see. They didn't really do anything of note um, other than uh, they got Willie Cauley-Stein. That's a, um, he, uh, man, he sort of highly underperformed with Golden State. I mean, at yeah. least I feel he did. I mean, I, maybe I, I don't watch enough of their games to know, but I just feel like he really, he's a great player. I mean, I would take him as a big man any day on my team. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a great pickup for them. I, I don't know what happened with him in uh, in Oakland, but whatever. Actually, it's not even Oakland. I'm sorry. It's San Fran. But yeah, I, I don't know what happened with him on Golden State or with the dubs. Uh, but he underperformed like really, really badly, I feel. Yeah, um, I know. I think uh, he would have done better. I don't think he got to play with like the full strength Warriors, you know. Um, because I think that he was only on the team this year. So I think he's the type of guy that uh, he would have looked a lot better if they were, if he got to play on a winning team. So he could do like, you know, he could be the guy out there getting all the scraps. Like, sure. uh, cause I think he'd be good at that. Like just getting offensive rebounds and like, uh, hasn't had a play drawn for him, but somehow he's got 11 points type of yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, semi hot take here. Are do you sort of miss like I, I like the way like the league looks right now with all these interesting, you know, the the Lakers. Lakers. I don't like seeing the Lakers at the top, but whatever. They they earned it. Whatever. They got the right players. Clippers are an awesome team. You know, the Bucks are. You know, there, there's a lot of good parity going on. Do you kind of miss the Warriors not being a powerful team in the West right now, like competing with all the other ones? Like just their presence in being a contender yeah. and stuff? Just Hell no. Nah. No, really? No. Okay, nah. okay. And uh, the way I feel is things have returned to like how they normally would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like the way I remember the Warriors. Yeah, yeah the this bottom, is the fucking yeah. Warriors. It's the like, bottom uh, of the West. Yeah, yeah, and when they do well, it's like really cute and like you want to root for them and stuff. Like <laughs> not the way it just was where it's like uh fucking you know the evil empire like they're unbeatable oh my bad oh man <laughs> sorry <Damn>, dude <laughs> um anyway i didn't yeah. realize you had company you know what i'm saying <laughs> just, uh her name's alexa and uh well, <laughs> oh sorry damn it damn dude she's good she didn't answer anyways um yeah this is the this is what i remember of the warriors always being 30 games under 500 um and actually like i'm hearing like you know i i sit around i i talk about this on every episode i think but um there are fans out here are just like some of the like <laughs> they don't know i i swear a lot of them don't know shit about basketball and like uh i i heard this one lady like she's, this one like middle-aged lady that sits a, a, a little like 10 feet away from me at work and she's just like uh it's like, did they trade D'Angelo Russell? She's got like a lunch lady voice, you know. She's not like she, <laughs> she, she should be driving a school bus, you know. She's like, did they trade D'Angelo Russell? I love D'Angelo Russell. I'm like, I'm like a solid NBA fan, and I'm like, I knew they were gonna fucking trade him like as soon as they got him. He's he yeah. was, was trade bait. <laughs> that dude was trade bait from the beginning, and I'm like, just fucking bitch. No, I mean, no, not really, but like, I'm just like, that's all their fans though. They're like, oh, he was playing so well. It's like, yeah, but they're. 30 games under 500 and uh they're talking about bringing steph back and i'm like they're not going to bring steph back and his hands probably isn't even probably isn't even injured anymore they're not going to bring him back for a hopeless season um you know just to get in some playing time that's ridiculous the dude can probably play right now and they're just not yeah, doing it he's like it's, oh it's man my hand is so hurt and he's like doing yeah. like 11 hit combos on mortal Kombat <laughs> and shit like pushing all the fucking buttons and shit get over here <laughs> Like damn, Steph, uh, you, that's a good button mash in there. Fucking destroying Mavis Beacon teaches typing, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely murdering the top uh, score. Rumors have it Steph's up to eighty nine words a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Circling back to uh, buyout shit. Yes. Yeah, like the the Bucks got Marvin Williams. That's huge. That's it like uh, not good for other for fans everybody of yeah. other teams. Yeah. Um. Then also, uh, we were just talking a little bit about Dallas. Uh, they got MKG, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who uh, has only ever played for the team in Charlotte, uh, used to be the Bobcats and now the Hornets. Right. Um, 
that dude is a dude that uh, people had a lot of belief in and were being really patient with him over many years. Uh, and I feel like only just recently people were just like, nah, like he's never going to develop. Like he is what he is and that's it. Um, I, smell know a hot, like, I, I, I smell a hot take coming on. Like you're going to be some well, sort of optimist about Michael, about NKG. Yeah. Like he, okay. uh, he is super athletic. He can defend his ass off. And then the whole thing has been like, can he get some kind of offensive game? Right. And, uh, you know, uh, fans of the Hornets have been wanting this for years and we've never really seen it form or come to fruition the way that, you know, the potential had lied, had been there for. And um, I got to wonder as not a Hornets fan, um, I got to wonder how much of that is also the fact that he was on the fucking Hornets. That like, does not, that does not help that it does not help. But um, at the same time, uh, man, I mean, he was for, he's been a league eight years and he was drafted second. He's had plenty so, of time. Yeah. His, his jump shot looks like Donald Trump's jump shot. <laughs> like throwing paper towels in Puerto Rico. Whatever. Like it's actually, not good. Actually, th- that form wasn't even it's that. that yeah, it's true. Exactly, that form yeah. was actually a little bit better for a guy who's I, never I hate done. To say it. Yeah, for a guy that had like bone spurs and wouldn't couldn't go to Vietnam, like he's actually got a decent little jumper there. Considering, <laughs> considering, <laughs> considering rolls of paper towels are nothing are not shaped like a ball at all. Uh, like I was like, damn man, he, like I I noticed like if you if you watch him, it's like like you know being a dick shooting the paper towels into the crowd in Puerto Rico. Like his palm wasn't touching them. It was just all fingertips. Like it had frustration. I was like, okay, okay. As soon as I brought it up, I was like, oh man, this ain't going to be good for yeah. Kate Gilchrist. Yeah. Dude. I mean, like his form isn't really, uh, <laughs> I, I hate to admit it. Trump's got decent jump shot for him. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. He could probably beat him in a, in a paper towel. Like, shoot. <laughs> Oh man! Sadly, um, he can mop the floor with Michael Kidd Gilchrist, but uh, yeah, <laughs> with paper towels. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think that'll be really good for Dallas because uh, he can take some defensive pressure off of Luca and Porzingis, who uh, haven't been known to play the most defensive of defense. You know. <laughs> yes yeah uh not good for their defensive defense um yeah he he sort of is um i mean i i have to i'm just using examples from my own team but like so he was known for being an offensive player in college um if i remember correctly um i'm not too a, a big college person but the same can be said for marcus smart um i believe he was um when he played at oklahoma state he was um, he was their top scorer, if I remember correctly. And so when the Celtics got him and drafted him, I thought, okay, he's going to be a scoring point guard for them in some way, shape, or form, or a scoring two guard, whatever. Um, yeah. but, but now he's basically the defensive stalwart. So, you know, he, and, and it's sort of like the heart of the team and the, the guy who does all the hustling. And um, so... I guess I guess that's the thing is like when you're when sometimes the the game doesn't tra- your game doesn't translate well from I mean spoiler spoiler alert your game doesn't translate well sometimes from college to the NBA yeah. so but you are at least useful and can keep Fucking a job 
if you play defense, right? Like if you're really sure. good at defense. Yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's where MKG is buttering his bread. Um, oh yeah. So, but do you think, I mean, do you think you see him picking up his scoring game? I mean, do we, Oh, you know what? Here we go. Do you see MKG most improved player with the Dallas no. Mavericks? No, no absolutely okay, okay. not. I just think that uh, we'll see him in a more appropriate light to where okay. uh, I don't see him getting any awards or anything like that. But I bet you, let's say he stays with the team all the way through the next season, right? I bet by the end of the season, uh, by the end of next season, he will be looked at as like a really important piece on their team. Okay. For, I mean, he, for his defense and versatility. He's a veteran now, officially. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And uh, he's good at the shit that Luca and KP are not, you know? So that's, that's going to help out. Is he a top 20 greatest draft bust all time NBA history? Nah, there's got to be plenty. The only just, I'm going to say no, just because of the sheer numbers of shitty dudes that have, <laughs> have been around. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you have that one. You know what I mean? Like Sam Bowie and shit and fucking oh, uh, Anthony yeah. Bennett, you know, uh, you know, Sam Bowie, I think was actually a decent player. I think he just gets, he gets the shit because, or something. Well, no, I think he just gets shit on because he was in the same, he was drafted before Michael Jordan. So yeah. like, you know, uh, you yeah. know the, the, what would the Portland trailblazers have been if they had taken Michael Jordan instead? Right. Yeah. Or um, KD instead of Greg Oden. Oof, sorry, or, sorry, or, Blazers fans. <laughs> or or Giannis Antetokounmpo instead of Kelly Olynyk. Fucking oh. fucking Danny Ainge. Anyways, <laughs> but, but um, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So you think MKG is going to go to Dallas and be a productive like? Yeah. Okay. I just think okay. uh, I think he'll be a productive part of the team, but I also think like he, he has an opportunity to change the way people think and, and talk about him a little bit. And well, I think he's good enough to like for that to actually happen. Somebody in Dallas likes him. I mean, that's cool. I mean, he'd be a big good story if you see him go to Dallas and all of a sudden he like blossoms and you're like, well, damn, what's because Charlotte is starting to get sort of a reputation for being not like a toxic place to play, but like not that great like i think i think there's issues with the ownership and i don't want to say his name but (laughs) he shall not be named yeah but some people might call him the goat and uh i think he's not good at that job yeah or he is good at it but his primary objective is not winning you know what i mean (laughs) okay okay yeah if he's trying to keep them out of the playoffs he's doing a great job yeah or or just make money or something yeah yeah well in that case then he's he's winning that but um yeah uh, something uh there's something off there i mean i don't know it's it's not agree it's not a it's not a it's not a huge issue but you know you you kind of wanted to lock down kemba and not lose him into free agency i feel like that's a common sense decision to make as an owner of a team, Agreed. you know, Agreed. so they technically got Terry Rozier at, in the trade, but that's only because, you know, we were just like, well, we'll give them something. It was like a mercy yeah. trade we did with yeah. them, you know, that's like when you're 10 years old and you ask your mom for NBA 2K20 for Christmas and uh-huh. she comes home <laughs> and you open the Christmas present, it's NBA 2K19 and, you're, <laughs> and she doesn't even understand and you're She's 10 no clue. and no you're just clue. disappointed. Uh, <laughs> 
Terry Rozier is like 2K19 and fucking, uh, you know, Kemba's 2K20. <laughs> it's like For a, a small <laughs> basketball fan. It's like when you're out with your mom and you're like, mom, can we stop off and get Kemba Walker? And she's like, man, we got Kemba Walker at home. And it's fucking Terry Rozier. Yeah. Come on. He's going to make a bad decision. Yeah. And then Terry Rozier is just like, how come they don't want me, man? (laughs) Too scary, bro. You're too Uh, fucking scary. Scary Terry. Oh, man. That uh, That was hot shit for a minute. You just don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I like Terry Rozier. I just don't, I wouldn't pay him a boatload of money and nope. let Kemba Walker lead, walk out on my whole shit. Absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. I think I think they legit had high hopes for Terry Rozier. I really do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, shit. Or, you know, he's just like a, he's a true value Kemba Walker. You know? like, yeah, he's discount Kemba Walker. He's He's the Kemba Walker that you have at home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I gotta put a slice of Wonder Bread around my hot dog, man. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, this is fucking fried bologna. For real. <laughs> That's Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is the fried bologna of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we hit up a lot of like teams we've never talked about before. Actually, I feel. Yeah, it's good. It's good to pick up those rocks and see what kind of bugs are crawling under there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Living in Texas now, man. That's how you. That's just how you got to talk, you know. (laughs) You pick up a few rocks, see what kind of bugs are crawling up under there. (laughs) There's a lot of fucking bugs wriggling around in Philadelphia, man. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm Um, real curious to see. uh, You know. Uh, see, you know what's funny though? After all that shit talk, though, uh, there's still gonna be a threat in the playoffs. Like, oh yeah, I just know. because of the roster, you know. And um, if Kawhi proved anything last year, he certainly proved uh, that the regular season doesn't mean jack shit. True, you know, yep. he barely played, and yep. it's like, oh, what about the chemistry and just whatever? He just showed up in the playoffs. Like, all right, let's play for real. Like those are you when you have one of those two guys. Yes, the regular season doesn't matter. You could just turn it on in the playoffs, and that's cool. Um, but I don't. Philly doesn't have that kind of. It's true. Philly has good. Philly has talent, and Philly, if they applied themselves, that's what that's what they are. They're they're that student that has potential but doesn't fucking apply themselves. You know what that's I mean? True. They're the one that they're like misbehaving in the back of the class, and teachers like if you just if if you just paid attention, you you have so much potential. And um, yeah, they're just not applying themselves. It's they just true. And then, uh, yeah, years later, you know, hosting a two man podcast that like fucking 12 <laughs> people listen to, and they're talking about basketball at 20 it's, after midnight, uh, yeah, California yeah, time on, on a fucking Monday. <laughs> uh, you know, just a hypothetical example. Yeah. You and I are the Philadelphia 76ers of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. 
Well, Alex, uh, I, I hope you live long enough to become the villain, though. But I, I, I bless you with that, I think. I Sweet. think that's, that's a good blessing. Because yeah. I want you to live long, but yeah. maybe not become and a prosper. villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, John, it's been real. Uh, I think we've uncovered enough regular worms for their... Yeah. Uh, Let's put these rocks back down where we find them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's send these horses out to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I think that means let you put a horse out and let it go fuck, basically. You're just like, or just are they just gonna have fun in the open space? I think uh, I think I think it means the horse gets to stop running, gets to just go out into the into the grasslands and go fuck and eat grass all day. I mean, uh, yeah, and also horses might not even be the animal in that I phrase. I think you're thinking of cows, or it, it could you? be cows, yeah, it yeah. could be cows, it could be goats. Sam, you are not meant for Texas, uh, you've been out there no. for like Eight sure. years or some shit, right? <laughs> it's, been, it's been about five, but yeah. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> definitely coming coming from South Florida. Sometimes I feel like a, I feel like a lizard and shit. Like I got to be in my exact climate, like uh, to survive. And because I don't see no lizards around here that much. Interesting. <laughs> oh, you mean like the uh, like in Florida? There's just like salamanders everywhere, right? Those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's lizards here and shit, but uh, but no, no. I. I identify with the with the lack of them okay yeah well you'll get all them bats out there in austin it's true i'm slowly turning into like a bat or like an armadillo or some shit <laughs> armadillo <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna turn into straight oil <laughs> texas tea yeah oh awesome well uh i hope you i hope you live long enough to become straight oil yeah a big <laughs> vat of oil like uh, with a little breakfast taco on top of it oh that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good the batman yep it's solid <laughs> <laughs>